Thank you for listening to Drafty Quarters Podcast Network. This is our special cyberpunk edition of DQP Does. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at DraftyQ. Search YouTube for Drafty Quarters Podcast Network. Facebook, it's Drafty Quarters Productions. You can become a patron on Patreon by searching Drafty Quarters Productions. You can subscribe for just $1. You can also email us at draftyq at gmail.com your question, concerns, or notes. Or if you just want to shoot the shit, go ahead and hit us up. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to DQP Does, the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network movie review show, where we get dunked into toxic waste and hit by a car and splash all over the windshield. With me this evening is my co-host, Russell. Hi. Hello. And we've got Dave. Stay out of trouble. (laughs) That was from RoboCop. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, And special guest, Billy. Yo, what up? Bill from Indy. I'm sorry. I I talked about how you weren't that big a deal last episode a little bit when we read your email. So you motherfucker. <laughs> I didn't believe him. I'm like, this Bill from Indy seems like he's a big deal. I so. am. I'm, I mean, I'm kind of a big deal, but okay. I mean, I won't hold it against you. I mean, you're just a state champ. Oh fuck. Well, you're not a champion of anything, so it's fine. World champ. No. <laughs> Close isn't quite isn't quite enough. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. This week what? I have an email. Oh, do we have an email? This yeah. week we got an email, Russell. Oh, sweet. Dear DQP does. I'm writing this email to you because I am a very big fan of all of you. Especially that new guy Dave. Dave sounds very dreamy and is funny. You guys should give him a pizza party with unlimited cake. Nathan is cool too. Sincerely, totally not Dave. <laughs> I like this guy. I, I like this do. guy. <laughs> he seems like a big fan, big fan of me. Seems like the type of guy you might like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 mean, I was, uh, I was totally convinced it wasn't Dave until the unlimited cake, and then I was like, oh, yeah, it's Dave. Totally Dave. <laughs> I, I don't know what you guys are talking about, but I think yeah. we should probably do that. What he says, you know, we're doing requests and all. Um, if you guys have listened to any of uh, Dave's band's music, you know that he loves pizza, and that's where you lost me, was the pizza party. I don't know what you're talking about. Everyone likes pizza parties. Come on, Jay, you're telling me you don't like a pizza party? <laughs> I'm not going to say I don't like pizza parties, but I don't know. I'm not going to write into the show and ask for one. <laughs> Good thing I didn't do that. <laughs> No, you're looking at me all weird. I didn't do that. It's that fan, that super fan. All right. Well, thank you very much, super fan, for the advice. We'll take it under advisement. <laughs> um, but this week we're we're talking about uh, RoboCop from 1987, uh, rated R, an hour and forty two minutes. Um. 
Just a quick rundown of the movie. A cop in Detroit gets killed. Sort of. It's totally badass. That's the rundown of the movie. Uh, We'll talk about that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He gets killed and uh, there's a power struggle at the top of a company that is uh, in charge of running the police force in Detroit. And they're also in charge of a large gentrification project that's coming up in the next six months. And they're trying to show that they can clean the place up before they come in and actually physically clean the place up. Um, the first project fails, basically a like a hunter killer robot thing. Uh, and then uh, that guy's uh, peon that wants to be higher up in the company uh, comes up with the Robocop idea and they make this guy that just died into Robocop. And then he goes through and kicks some ass, takes some names, and then he starts remembering who he was, and that's a problem because the person that killed him is uh Red Foreman, and yeah. he works for uh Cohagen and uh <laughs> Hey <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> He works for Cohagen, and Cohagen is the one that came up with the Hunter Killers. He works for the company that uh, that is running the police force. So it's a big conspiracy, corruption, scandal thing. Uh, so they try to kill the Robocop, but they can't because he's a badass, and he ends up killing all of them. The end. That's the movie. That's a quick rundown. Yeah, I mean it's a pretty simple plot, honestly. For for as much like, oh man, this guy is actually the one in charge of the bad guys as there is in this movie. It's still a pretty simple plot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but it rules. <sighs> um, so maybe in 1987 this ruled. Uh, no, it rules now. I don't know. <laughs> It rules like, now. I, I I I see why it's a uh, why it's like a classic movie. Yeah, because um, it rules. Because it it has a lot of influence on uh, pro- stuff that comes after it. Um, but and as it's a and as but as a movie itself, it's not great. Mm. Uh, even I'm I'm not gonna like bitch too too much about like effects and stuff because it's old as fuck. Because they're better than the last two Matrix movies you guys watched? Uh, no. Mm, no it, equally are. terrible. At least the part that they used the most special effects on, which was the, the robot. So the robot, holy fuck, looks like ass. Only when it's moving, because they used like one frame out of 30 in, in their, uh, their claymation animation, whatever, stop motion shit. Um... But that, that that actually wasn't the problem that I had with it. That was I, I will forgive that because it's 1987. 100% forgiven. What 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 really honestly like pisses me off about this robot is all the dumb shit that they had going on with it like roaring and shit and then like, <laughs> first it's, of all it's weak no hold on it's okay, weakness is stairs yeah. i love that i love it and then when it fucking falls down it's crying like a fucking wounded baby animal and it's like what yeah. the fuck is this shit quick aside 
It's not the robot. It's Ed Two Hundred Nine. Yeah, get his name right. Uh, whatever. <laughs> I don't respect it, so I don't care about the Ed Two Hundred Nine being its name. Um, that that bothered me. Like, if because like some of the if some of the movie feels like it's supposed to be very serious, and some of it feels like it's definitely supposed to be satire. So like all the commercials and stuff. Make it very much satire. Yeah. Right? It's 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 like, look at how fucking zanily bad the future is, and how horrible everything is. And then it's like, yeah, fucking super serious cop shit with, like, a robot dude. And you're just like, what the fuck is going on? And the, the, the like, tone of this is basically tr- every trauma movie ever. That's why it's awesome. Yeah, and I, and I, I get that. I, I understand that. I just, I don't particularly care for it. And because, and, and this is something that uh, Bill said earlier before we came on mic, he was talking about camp. Intentional camp and unintentional camp. Right. And he was talking about liking unintentional camp. Right? Where they're trying to be serious and it comes off the wrong way. Yeah. yeah. Right. The the cast and director are making the movie to the best of their abilities. And it comes off. Their abilities are just below average. Yeah, piss poor. <laughs> right. Uh so like if if I were to judge this as a campy movie, it's as you guys said, badass. If I judge it as like a regular movie, no. No, not so much. It's it's un- and that's that's one of the things where me and Bill differ and me and you uh Dave differ is like I like intentional camp and I don't like unintentional camp. Okay. All right. For the most part, sometimes it comes across just right. Like he brought up Evil Dead uh before we got on and that came across just right to me and I loved it. Right. Where like this is like it it's not it's not consistent in the campiness, right? Like, people are trying too hard in some places and not in, like, a amusing way. And then, like, and then it gets to the satire parts and then it gets to a robot, like, roaring like a tiger and then whining like a baby. And then it gets Fair to, enough. like, like th- th- there's just, like, all this little stuff that, like, stacks up to this movie isn't really very good. Fair enough. In my opinion. I I, I respect your opinion. It's wrong. (laughs) God damn it. Nathan's still here. (laughs) I'm I'm totally on the same page as Dave. Because this movie is... I fully expected this to ruin my childhood memories of this movie. Because I haven't seen it in 15 years easily. Same here. Maybe 20. And I remember loving this movie and watching it repeatedly, yeah. but I just hadn't seen it since, and I was really worried that this was going to ruin the movie for me. Yeah. We've had several of those that we've... It, yes. Yeah. On this very show, I've yeah. rewatched things I hadn't seen in years, and I was like, ooh, this was not a good movie. <laughs> yeah. But RoboCop, to me, it fucking held up. I was entertained the entire time. I, like... I was like, this movie's really good. Like, I didn't expect it to be. I thought it was gonna be shit, and I really, really fucking enjoyed it again. Actually, I thought it was, I thought it was great. Huh. I my biggest issue. So I didn't, I didn't love it. Uh, I remember watching it as a kid and being like, ah, oh, 
robot dude kills stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so rewatching it this time, the thing that I appreciate about it the most was like how, I guess, like how accurate a lot of the <laughs> future predictions were. Yeah. Like we're I thought that was boring really dystopia. Good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it's like, it's basically like crime is at like this ridiculously high level, like corporations are being super fucking shady. And, but the way they, I should have took notes because like I did, I thought I'd remember everything, but there's so many different things in the movie while I was watching it that I was like, it wasn't like that in the eighties, but it is like that now. Yeah. The, like, the South Africa thing. <laughs> yeah. was one of them. Um, cause it was talking about, it was talking about a nuke, but that, that didn't happen, but it, it was talking about like a small area that was controlled by white people that was being attacked in a part of Africa and they were like ready to kill everyone in the area to protect themselves and shit. And that's basically like the South Africa. Yeah. For, like the last 10 years, yeah. maybe I, I, I made the same note that Russell did of like, it's pointedly accurate. Like, yeah. To a, almost a disturbing degree, it's like the most accurate dystopian future movie, yeah. like that <clears throat> that I could remember watching. Like the police being like military, right? They're militarized yeah. and wearing body armor and just like driving around. Like I, I got three kills today. Woo! Yeah. Just like yeah. mercs. They're like not even a police yeah. force anymore. And the news articles, which are obviously sat- satirical, but right. like hit the nail on the head for like, this is what Fox news is in 2020. Like yeah, they were very much bang so. on. Yeah. And the TV shows like, it's literally was like reality TV, like a random old dude. And then like four hot girls swinging their titties around. Like that was yep. the TV show that kept running in the background and everybody was just laughing at just, stupid and, like, ass show with and, no like, meaning there was no joke it was there was no joke and everyone's laughing their fucking heads off at it i love and, that, like, that like with 80s bad guys yeah. just like watching tv and laughing uncontrollably yeah i love it they're yeah. fucking like they're supposed to be psychopaths but like yeah. yeah it makes sense but yeah i mean that's all like very accurate future predictive stuff and that that's one thing that one of the things that i will definitely give this movie is like that shit was fucked up and it it almost made it more disturbing that it was obviously satire, but it was so accurate. Yeah, it was like every time those came on, me and Russell were watching it together, and we're like, just like, what the fuck, looking at each yeah. other, like, uh, what? Yeah, I mean, you got to remember the time this movie was made. I mean, it's like Reaganomics. People yeah. have hope. Like the U.S. is <laughs> on an upturn. Yeah, the economy's best it's ever been. Yeah, I was like, only a year old. Like we were on the right track. <laughs> yeah, so this is like totally. <laughs> it's not like there were. I mean, obviously there have always been signs that things couldn't stay like that forever. Right. It wasn't real, yeah. but like this was a time of hope for America, and this yeah. movie is not a hopeful movie. No, 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 it isn't. No, like so that that's the biggest thing that I appreciated about the movie, and. So, like, I really wanted to like it. I'm actually watching this made me super excited to watch the remake because I have yet to watch the remake. Oh, yeah, so, I haven't watched it at all. No, I haven't watched the was it, 2014. Um, Bill, yeah. you and I watched that together. We did. A long time I was really excited out, right? when it came out. Yeah. 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 So I'm super excited to watch that now because I hadn't seen this also since I was a kid. And I just, I. I, but I didn't love it. But that's the biggest thing I appreciate about it. It it's just the the tone differences 
kept were like re- felt really jarring to me. Uh, so that was also probably my biggest complaint about the movie. And then like just some of it was goofy, whether or not it was supposed to be or not supposed to be. I just I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Because I kept like switching because I like one minute I want to see someone shot to death, and then the next minute like they're giving me satirical like news stuff or a board game advertisement, which I thought the board game advertisement was fucking hysterical for the nuke. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, nuke game. Yeah, nuke them. Oh my god, that's that's probably my favorite of the intersected pieces um but what about the 6000 sux that they mentioned by name like ten thousand <laughs> times <laughs> did i want that car i it, like that car. it was a pretty sweet mitsubishi evo with a body kit yeah <laughs> it's real fast and gets really shitty gas mileage yeah but, but does then, it have cruise control <laughs> i also I that scene. I don't know a whole lot about trauma movies so like what started was this before or was this after trauma movies had already like did this influence trauma movies or were trauma movies i don't know part of the influence for this movie yeah like which was which happened first um trauma definitely trauma's been around since like the early 70s Um, okay but uh it's definitely i don't think it Robocop's not a trauma film. No. But it's very like it just that, has that, the aspects. Yeah. Yeah. Especially that scene where the dude's covered in like the, yeah. the toxic waste and gets that's totally straight up trauma. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure maybe at least that scene was inspired by trauma. But I think Toxie was Toxic Avenger was like eighty three. Mm. Oh. And okay. that was like what put trauma kind of on the map. Because before yeah. that they had like Like Nukem High, was that before? think so you know what yeah we got we got cell phones guys with the giant squirrel and shit yeah i I love i love trouble movies i i know they're terrible but i love them so the scene so i will give that scene a lot of credit to where the guy crashes into the toxic waste and like immediately transforms because that whole scene made me so uncomfortable not because it was (laughs) bad just like in general i was just like that would suck so bad you're just like a person and then your Cronenberg thing, and then you're blown up by a car because your body's dissipating slowly. Yeah. Yeah, I... One of the things I really miss from 80s movies that I I feel like entertainment should reflect life, and, like, I understand why, like, G and PG-13 movies exist, but real life is, like, rated R. Like, people cuss and are naked yeah. and, like... yeah. die and shit and -hmm. i feel like that should be reflected in entertainment and i think the 80s really had just i know not all films were great in the 80s but they almost always got every bit of life in there right there's always like random titties like a bunch of blood like in movies that have no business having any of those things (laughs) they just get them in there and like to me that it just it made sense and maybe that's an influence of being a a child of the 80s as well Yeah. yeah it just I expect that in entertainment and it really disappoints me when it's not there at this point. Like I almost exclusively watch heavy drama R rated. Like I'm an adult and I want to be entertained like an adult. Yeah. And I, I want to see all those little pieces and RoboCop did all those things, right? Just like randomly cops are getting dressed in the dressing room titties just because, because titties are in life. (laughs) Titties are in this movie. And dude ass. Like the only thing I, so like there was dude ass and tits. There was no bush or dick. 
And there like was that, that... plenty of opportunity for Bush or Dick, and this is bullshit. Well, <laughs> it's true. They could have worked it in there. Yeah. But, right. And then you have like the super over, over gory, like blood bath execution in there as well, which is, again, completely jarring from the rest of the film it's not really that dark of a movie yeah. in all aspects but you just have this ridiculous there's, execution scene there's just yeah, like yeah. a couple of parts where it's like really gory and then the rest of it's just kind of like people driving around kind of getting shot kind of big squibs but not like you know oh my god my guts there's not like a part where a dude's like gets shot and then he's kneeling there like playing with his intestines you know and like for no reason. That's not in there. Yeah. But but then you would get somebody gets fucking stabbed in the neck with an ice pick data yeah. exchanger, right? And <laughs> spouts blood everywhere. Right. Like I actually feel like I had a good balance. And I think that's one thing the eighties films did well is they, they got it all in there, they sort of balanced it out. Bad ones didn't. Right. Right. But better ones it sort of had a balance and a flow to it of like really graphic and then less graphic and then they and they kind of floated between the pieces. Yeah. Speaking of the pick, uh, props to the continuity director because it still had blood on it when he uses it twenty minutes later. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. <laughs> oh yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the continuity was pretty good. Uh, there was one thing that I was not expecting in the continuity out of the continuity director that I got, which was I didn't expect him to still have his bullet hole in his forehead. This is like if that bullet hole's gone, it's bullshit because they like stretched his fucking skin out over this like cybernetic head, but it was still there. And I was like, all right, good job, bud. Good job. Yeah, oh, yeah there's actually an entire documentary just about the prop and costuming of this film because it's so good, especially for its time. Like, yeah, yeah. They, the suit that they put him in, like, they made like basically six versions that had increased battle damage that they used throughout the filming right. to have the battle damage consistent. Yeah. Nice. I, I noticed that too, like that it was like the, usually when you watch a movie that has like some kind of battle damage on a suit or something, it'll change slightly within its own scene. And then like it, it scenes after that, it's totally different. Um, where in this movie it, it was specifically very consistent. Like the, when he, gets the damage over his eye that was always the same you know until he takes the helmet off always the same which most movies don't get that but the also most movies you know your per, your main actor isn't wearing a suit constantly right the it's cg or it's makeup so then like it's hard to get the makeup the same every time the CG, I don't know why that gets fucked sometimes, but it does. Like, it, it seems like, you know, hey, bud, that's your fucking job to sit there and look at this and see if it's right. But, you know, yeah. whatever. What a lame excuse. In 1987, they could consistently get those aspects correct. Yeah. And then with modern technology, where at any time you could go back and fix it and, like, no problem, yeah. they fuck it up. Yeah. No, it, yeah, I mean, that's well, one of the things that bothers me the most about that kind of stuff is, like, you know, somebody will get punched in the mouth right and they bleed down their face and they you know their shirt has some blood at the top right and then like they're running down the street after the person that punched them and they catch them and then it shows like we're talking say we're talking about a cop show then it shows the person on top of the other the the perp and they're arresting them and suddenly the blood is on the other side of their mouth and the shirt doesn't have blood on it anymore 
and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Why are you so bad at your job? It's 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 like when they used practical effects, they paid more attention to everything else too, because they weren't like, oh, we can fix it in post. Yeah. They were like, oh, we have to fix it right now instead of forgetting to fix it in post. Right. But but <laughs> you know, if I, it seems to me like it would be a good idea, be like, oh, we can fix that in post. And you just have a guy that's like standing there and he's like, this, you know, time marker on this scene, fix it in post. This is the thing the director was talking about. And he hands that notebook to the effects team after the movie is completed. He's like, fix this shit, please, God. Yeah, that's actually literally how digital development works. Yeah. (laughs) Only like it doesn't. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. You literally, like, you, you write a bug report, and it goes on a list that everybody has access to, and then they go through and check the shit off the list as they fix it. Yeah. Like, it's literally <laughs> how it works. Yeah. But they don't. They don't do that, apparently. there's yeah. pro- That job probably exists in Hollywood. No, there, there's a reason. There are people that make, like, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars $300,000 a year just because they get people to follow the list and check the stuff off. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> because it's tough to do, but... They have the money to pay those people in Hollywood yeah. to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's I mean, continuity is is actually I was thinking about this the other day. Like I was I don't know why. I think we were talking about like uh, it's going to get kind of meta about the podcast here. Uh we were talking about like um doing different podcasts and stuff like that and like why we do certain things and what other people want to do if we ever start any more shows and stuff like that. And, you know, I was randomly thinking about why did I ever want to do a movie podcast to begin with? And I think continuity was one of the things that really got me to start like actually watching movies and not just being like blindly entertained. Passively entertained. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, um, I remember, I think it was in twins. There's a scene that's actually kind of famous for having bad continuity where they go into the bathroom and there's a beer bottle on the uh the the hand dryer and then it cuts back and forth doing coverage and the the beer bottle like is there and then it's not there and it's there and it's not there and it's there and then it's not there and it's there again and then when they walk out it's like sitting somewhere else. And it's like, that was one of the things that like got me to start paying attention to movies, to like look for shit like that. You know, either Easter eggs with, when we're talking about like comic book movies and shit like that, or like stuff that has a lot of pop culture references or just mistakes. Uh, or like, oh, you, he didn't have his mask on right there and you can see like his, his neck underneath and between his mask and his suit or whatever, you know, that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, but I think that's kind of like why I started giving a shit about movies instead of just like enjoying them, I guess. Are you talking about when Arnold and Danny DeVito are in the bathroom? Yeah, I think so. I think I think it was twins. They gave me an interesting idea that the audience won't know anything about till months later, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so another one of those things that I thought was really interesting in this as well was Peter Weller, yeah, who was an incredible casting, just because he has the voice, right? For one thing, yeah. but also 
he has like a giant head and a little tiny frame. Yeah, so yeah, I noticed is, that. So yeah. when you put him in the suit, he like looks, looks normal. normal yeah. which is fucking weird. But they pulled it off. I'm sure that was part of the casting. I'm yeah. assuming. Um, but like, I was actually watching it this time and sort of like. I, I honestly had to stop and get on the internet, which I couldn't find a good answer to see if, like, how much a stuntman was involved, but, like, his movements and stuff, like, he's, like, robotic in his movements, yeah. like, really well, like, like does turn his head, and then his body turns, and then he, like, walks off in that direction and stuff, yeah. like, and I wondered how much of that was him and, like, how much they used a stuntman, but from what I could find, it was really him in the suit all yeah. the time really well i was also wondering because like i had similar thought but i was wondering if it wasn't limitations of the suit it's what well and like and then you say well is that because the prop guy was awesome and he built the suit to help him move or, that direction or was it terrible or was it an accident like... or like oh, yeah <laughs> right who knows but the the end result was it comes out like very quality like he moves like a robot yeah and yeah right it's yeah. it's really cool yeah, it also gave us like tons of great reaction gifts. You know, all yes. the ones where he's just like doing, like m moving his hands while he's yeah. trapped. He's like, oh, oh. <laughs> Those are fantastic. It happens like six times in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, how do you defeat a robot, right? You trap it against yeah. something heavy or you like put stairs in front of it. Yeah, walk yeah. downstairs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you guys notice at the end of the movie when the dude falls out the window that his arms are super long? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that every time. I always, I always get a pet. Like, I don't know why, but they're super long. Yeah. I was, I was gonna bring that up during Shane's monologue, but he, he just kept blowing right past it when he was talking about effects, and that was the only effect that I really saw. And was like, oh, that's bad. Yeah. Why are his arms like six feet long? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about it. I forgot that he turned into Slender Man when he fell out the window. Uh. But hey, you know, they couldn't afford the guy from or the guy. Wait, uh, when is Total Recall? That's after this, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think That's Total 90s. Recall was nineteen ninety. I think. I think it 90, was ninety, maybe. Yeah, they must not have had the budget to do a real drop because this was the area where, like, you really would just drop your actor out of a yeah fucking building into yeah maybe boxes. not him but and someone not tell someone not yeah tell yep. yeah like Die Hard. <laughs> But like they would do that, like that's just how you got stuff yeah. done in this era. Was you just you literally you put a camera it. over it, and you had a, a stunt man drop. I mean, insurance was cheap, and right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Does anybody have any like interesting trivia or anything about the movie? I know Billy's brought up a couple things. Just that, like everyone in this movie is like super recognizable from the 80s they're yeah like, they're like really young and you're like i think i is that guy bald now and you like get out imdb and you're like holy shit it is that guy yeah so okay so let's talk about the the cast a little bit so you got pete pete weller that's uh murphy uh nancy allen which i was like I know her from something, and I, I looked through her imdb earlier and she's in everything that i thought she was in yeah um Dan O'Hurley, I don't know. I I didn't recognize him, but he was one of the oldest actors in it. Uh, Ronnie Cox, Ronnie is, Cox is you in know Cohagen, yeah, etc. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kurtwood Smith, like I said, <laughs> Red. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously he's in a bunch of other shit too, but that's what a lot of people will know him yeah. from. It was Boddicker. definitively my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, 
Oh, uh, Miguel Ferrer uh, is in a billion TV shows. Yeah. yeah, that's the guy I was like, if he's like really bald and older, I swear he's on everything. And it was him. I'm yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. it is him. Uh, Sergeant or, Reed, I didn't, re- or I did recognize, oh, what? I said, was that? Yeah, guy, Morton. Morton. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sergeant Reed, I recognized, but I didn't look through his IMDb to see what I knew him from. Ray Weiss, who's in tons of shit. He does tons of voice acting as well. Oh, yeah. He's in a bunch of DC voice acting. Yeah, so Ray Weiss, I, I, <laughs> he was doing something fucking stupid, and I was like, he should really be looking for his daughter, and Russell was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, god damn it, dude. You never did tell me what you were talking about. What? Twin Peaks, bud. He's the dad in Twin Peaks. Oh, okay. And then... I don't know his name. The, he was in the gang uh, at the beginning that, that Murder Murphy, uh, the black guy that's in, that's in that part, he had like the weird maniacal Green Goblin laugh all the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Felton Perry. Yeah. He was in a bunch of stuff as well. He was 80s. in the Towering Inferno. Oh, wow. And Paul McCrane? He was in like ER and like a bunch of, he was on TV a ton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's in a ton of shit too. Uh, the uh, meal guy with the super badass facial hair. Yeah, yeah. Oh, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. My cut off the facial hair and that's him in like every everything. TV, CSI, yeah, he looks ER. exactly the same. Yeah, just constant guest appearance guy. Yeah, no, I mean like pretty much everyone that's in this movie is in something else. Like that, you know them from, yeah, uh, and like mostly just a bunch of character actors, which I thought that was cool, and I like movies like that, but not this one. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I, I don't see how you don't love this movie. Like, like it hit every note I wanted it to. It was, it just hit it hit those notes, but they were sour. Like, there was a bunch of stuff where it was just like, why, why is it like this? And and I, I understand what you're saying is just like, I don't know, it just hit me different. I don't know. I don't I don't I I don't know how you can like Blade Runner and not think this is an amazing movie. I what Nathan? what? What hold on <laughs> <laughs> Those are this two is... different styles of movie completely. Nothing like Blade Runner. Exactly. It's just better in every way. Uh, get the fuck <laughs> off my show. <laughs> Jesus I <like> Christ. Bill. <laughs> I like Bill from India. You haven't even fucking watched Blade Runner. God damn it's it. It's true. But... Oh, we can totally do Blade Runner again with Dave. Yeah, we've talked about this. Dave God. Runner. Why would you waste an episode on that? What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> it's that chair. Yeah, you can conveniently- <laughs> negativity chair. You conveniently skipped my comment about Alien when you brought up I said you guys should do on this show the best Ridley Scott film, Alien. Oh, I missed and you that. You conveniently skipped that part and just said we should watch uh, Alien. Cuz it was wrong. So <laughs> No. I mean, it's good. It's real good. It's not Blade Runner. It's because it's better than Blade Runner. 
Talking about Alien or RoboCop now? Alien. I swear to God. Okay, I was like, swear to God, if you said God, if Ridley Scott made RoboCop, that, it would have been you better. You could make a better RoboCop if Ridley Scott made it. Yeah, it would probably pretty be awesome. pretty. pretty it would be cool. way fucking better than this. Mm. Wrong. <laughs> oh my yeah. God! I'm just gonna tell you, you're wrong. Dave's like it'd be too serious. <laughs> yeah, I don't want that. Who wants seriousness in their RoboCop movie? Come on. If we watch RoboCop two. You're gonna hate it. <laughs> You're gonna oh, hate God. it. Yeah, don't continue. Just only watch RoboCop one. I think we should. It goes downhill and quickly on all of the next RoboCop. What did Doug say he would do RoboCop three if we did it? Oh Jesus! Yeah, I think so. That's the one where he, he said gets a, two and three were better. He gets a jetpack and like they're great. He gets a jetpack, jetpack yeah. RoboCop, and they start no. to put in like there's like a a punk influence where like all the villains start to like get mohawks and orange hair and shit. So, okay. N- yeah, no, it's, it's... Uh, you're selling <laughs> Russell on it. You're doing the opposite of what you're trying. I think we should do a vote. Sounds like we should do a vote. And there's like a rebellion. It, it basically it like becomes Detroit Star Wars. There's like a rebel alliance and they're fighting against the police overlords. Yeah. You're doing the exact yeah. opposite of what you're intending. <laughs> yeah, hold on. <laughs> you're telling me not to watch it, but giving me all these reasons to watch it. I'll watch it with you. Is there, do they go I together? Like, or are they segmented stories? No, like they're, individual? They're, they're sequels. They're true sequels, yeah. at least for two and three. After that, they start to get into weird side things. and yeah. I don't all, think all the I've prime always... directive stuff. So yeah, one is yeah. an origin story, and then two is like... Fun. Starts starts creating uh, more world developing, correct? And then three and, and expands then, on that even further. Yeah, and then three has tiny teddy bears. Okay, hold on. What? <laughs> Might have lost Star me. Wars, bud. Star yeah. Wars. Oh, okay. Oh, I get it. Now. Tiny. Yeah. I get it, so. Three goes into the action figure market to try to sell toys to kids. Uh. Works on me. Dude, I remember I remember all the action figures for fucking like RoboCop 3. Oh, yeah. Because like, I was a little young for RoboCop. And then RoboCop 2, I don't know if they started getting into it yet. But RoboCop 3, I remember all that stuff coming out, and I was like, huh. What is this? <laughs> and there was like a hundred different versions of him. I was like, oh, it's like Batman. And then, I don't know, maybe I saw the first movie somewhere, and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're like, we need, he needs titanium ionized blue armor. Yeah. And he needs a removable jetpack. And I mean, his gun's got to have three styles of gun throughout the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, instead of the one gun that obviously fucking works if you watch the first movie. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't even talk about that, Shane. What about that fucking gun? Like, and as a prop gun that, like, Looks worked. cool as fuck. Like mechanically worked. Yeah. Yeah. Looks cool as fuck. Uh a little more plausible than the dread gun. Oh still not a real thing. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, he, right. he, he needed like a belt fucking like going into his back for that fucking gun to work right. Ammunition aside. Ammunition aside. 
that gun was dope and <laughs> I want one. It was essentially three round burst and you you saw the slide rack all yeah. like it was mechanically sound. Actually there was uh there was there was actually a part that it didn't work right when he was on the firing range the first time you see his hand he's like pulling the trigger and it like works once and then it doesn't work yeah. and yeah. then it works again. So like yeah, it's I'm for an 80s movie, it was super dope. I loved he, that gun. He was learning um, how to use a gun. He was u- learning how to use his trigger finger. Yeah. Um, one thing I didn't like about the guns in this movie was the Barretts that shot <laughs> fucking rockets. <laughs> oh, I loved it. Uh, oh, they were that assault didn't cannons. It didn't make any fucking no, sense. That was that is exactly they put that gun in Cyberpunk 2077. Like that is the sniper rifle in that game. Yeah. It's got a big giant box scope that yeah. like sees through uh, stuff. I didn't realize that. And you shoot people and they That's, blow it's up. It's funny because. <laughs> We also you stopped. don't know that that fucking scope sees through stuff because no one ever looked through it. <laughs> Let's get four fucking giant sniper rifles and not one person is going to look through the fucking scope. That's because ever. none of them to. were bodybuilders, so they couldn't shoulder that gun. It had a fucking bipod on it. <laughs> There's one scene I forgot to mention that I'm ashamed of myself that I didn't mention earlier. How about that scene where Robocop shoots that guy's dick off? <laughs> have you seen the parody of it? Yes. <laughs> everybody needs, uh, everyone uh, is over 18, needs to go look up the parody of that scene so you can see like a hundred dicks get shot off. If you're upset about there not being enough dick in Robocop, yeah, that somebody fix that for you. Yeah. He shoots with his x ray vision in between a woman's legs who's wearing a dress. And shoot a, shoots a guy's dick off. Yeah. You yeah. can't make a cooler scene than that. I know, right? Yeah, see? There's a reason my band has a song about RoboCop. Because <laughs> it rules. <laughs> hmm. I'm just remembering all the stuff that you've said about your band before. I mean, we're terrible. <laughs> but, like, the song's good. <laughs> Lyrically, they're on the next level. Oh, my God. They just God. can't perform. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to make a difference. I think all the only we thing we do is perform <laughs> and everything else. Okay, oh, they don't. They don't practice. They just show up. That's not entirely wrong. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right. Does anybody have any final thoughts before we get to rating this thing? Uh, I, I could put up an odd Easter egg. I've always okay. surmised this. I don't know if that it's actually true. Um, if anyone's a, a big reader, I read a ton of sci-fi fantasy mm, stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, a popular series called The Dresden Files. Mm, um, yeah. You should check yeah. it out. It's a really good read, by the way, and it's like 20 fucking books and counting. Uh, but the uh, police detective in that, her name is Lieutenant Murphy, um, mm. which you'd think, well, okay, it could be a RoboCop call, but also she looks exactly like his partner. Lewis. Lewis, where she's like always described as like petite, five foot nothing, short blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah. And I, I just can't see that it's a coincidence that her name is Lieutenant Murphy and she looks exactly like the actress in this film. Um and I so like every time when I'm reading those books, that's who I picture and I'm always like, Oh yeah, that girl from Robocop. That makes <laughs> sense. Okay. All right. Uh so let's go ahead and rate it. I'm going to give this a six and a half. Uh, the, I feel like there's a lot of inconsistency in the movie. 
Um, like we've discussed ad nauseum this evening. But um, not the continued continuity. Yeah, well, inconsistency in in the tone and yeah. the way things are portrayed and like the seriousness of various actors. Like Weller was there to fucking be a robot. And then, like, the dude from fucking Twin Peaks was there to scream like an idiot. And uh, the guy that played Johnson was there to laugh like the fucking uh, Green Goblin from the 60s Spider-Man TV show. So, like, there's just, like, this wide breadth of, of, like, different attitudes that people brought into this movie and it doesn't work. And there's... In my opinion, it doesn't work. And there's other things that, like, happen the same way that don't work. Uh, I appreciate the satire and, like, the eerie accuracy of the satire um, in predicting future events and future um, problems in the world and stuff. Uh, So I give it a lot of credit for that. But, I mean, overall, it's not great. Russell? So I'm actually going to give this movie a seven and a half. Um, as far as like the way the movie is put together and what it was, what I assume the way it was supposed to come off and what they, the way I was supposed to enjoy it. Um, I think that they did a good job. Uh, but this isn't, this just isn't like my kind of movie. Um, it's kind of, it feels kind of wacky at times. Yeah. And I'm not super into that. Uh, I don't always watch movies to be like, like I don't watch a lot of comedies. Like comedies that they have to be like really good comedies. Like they, like I don't, like I want to, I, I want the movie to put me in a thought process and like kind of walk me through that or give me time to like situate myself and walk myself through it. Whereas like this movie was just kind of like. It's just there to entertain, although it does have a lot to say, and I appreciate that about it, which is another reason I give it a seven and a half. Um, and then how what we talked about, like how accurate the things it is saying actually ended up being, you know, the 40, almost like 35 years later. Um, so I, I think that that's interesting, and I, I, I think everyone should watch it as long as you're not like squeamish. Um, because there is a decent amount of gore at some points. Yeah. But uh but yeah, it's not I didn't enjoy it, but I wouldn't say that it's super bad. It's you respect it. Kind of, I I I have respect for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, unlike the Wizard of Oz. Uh but anyway. <laughs> Take what that Wizard fuck? of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> Random sidestab at Wizard of Oz. Well, Nathan always like talked shit about Blade Runner, so then Russell was like, I'm going to talk shit about a movie that I don't like that everyone else likes. And it it makes less sense when he does it because we never reviewed that movie. <laughs> but I still I mean, get it. I still get point, where it's coming from. Everyone has reviewed The Wizard of Oz. Everyone's seen it, at least. Yeah. Sure. Dave, what do you got for us? Hi, guys. Here it comes. It's me, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, while I respect both Shane and Russell, and I agree, most someone agree, um, I'm a man of feeling. I'm giving it a ten. I don't know if that <laughs> shocks everyone. Yes. Nope. <laughs> nope. I love it. It's another one of those movies like Dread. It was heavy rotation. 
I, I know it's not good. Yeah. But I love it. I'm like it's I said, totally okay. Yeah. Totally fine. I, there are movies that are like that for me. They're just, we just haven't watched any of them yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We're hitting all of mine. Yeah, yeah, it's also not like a movie that I'm like, how do you fucking like this? Like, I get no, it. Like, yeah, if, yeah, like totally. you guys like it, and I understand yeah. like how you guys like it. It's not one of those. It's not. It's not how we feel about how Nathan feels about Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone can feel that way. I don't know when you fake it that hard. <laughs> <laughs> Shots at Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Billy. Uh. I want to throw Dave a pizza party with unlimited cake because <laughs> okay. of his opinion. He wrote that movie. email. <laughs> it wasn't Dave, it was me. <laughs> um, no, I, I love this movie. Uh, like I said at the beginning, I fully expected uh, my remembrance of this movie to be completely oh, ruined. Yeah. Uh, but I, I honestly enjoyed it. I almost watched it twice. I liked it that much. Yeah. I actually... I watched it and then immediately was like, I'm going to watch the 2014 remake. Only it wasn't on Prime like this was. On, I got Showtime to watch this and then was like, and they got a whole list of RoboCops. And I went to the next one and it was like, not available in your area. And I was like, God damn it. I, <laughs> I was just going to RoboCop it the, through, man. The remake isn't on Prime? It might be, but it wasn't like I got Showtime oh, to it's watch like a, RoboCop. You might and, have to rent it. Yeah, there okay. was like a whole list of RoboCops and I just was like showtime's got all of them because that's how streaming works yeah only like it didn't so yeah. then i was disappointed but uh i had a good time i watched it it's like i'm gonna do a nathan rating because Go ahead, man. i enjoy nathan's ratings it's like moose tracks ice cream right like okay. it's there's these little bits of gold in there right you got your you got your chocolate covered peanut butter cups titties you, you get one of those in there and you're like oh man that's good you got some peanuts you got some caramel sauce blood got, and guts you got some fudge ripples and then everything poop. else right definitely poop <laughs> <laughs> everything else is just plain vanilla ice cream but vanilla ice cream is pretty good too the plot Right. <laughs> I mean, all that's very accurate. Not what ice cream. <laughs> and that's re that's really what it was. It, it's Moose Tracks ice cream. To me, yeah. there there was nothing bad about it. There wasn't, but it wasn't like all perfect either. Yeah. But it all came together and had a nice blend to it, and I really enjoyed it, and I would definitely do it again. Okay. Okay. Uh. Yeah. I mean, like I get that. I somewhat agree with that, but I like I I think I feel very similarly to Russell's. Like you know, I understand why you guys like the movie. I just don't agree. And the I, giant know. mecha was defeated by stairs. Like that yeah. is the perfect plot point in my mind. I agree. Right? Like how do you, I I don't disagree with that being great. Okay, but the way it was executed. <clears throat> I yeah. absolutely it's hated. Horrible. Like him him just going up to the stairs and like like the robot pretending he's And also like he like they like stood there looking at each other for a long time. That's yeah. True. Like well, he's like standing at the base of the stairs like is he going to fall? Is he going to come at me? And the like the mech's like teasing that he's going to like take a step instead of like hey you're standing at the bottom of the stairs. No, you're you're clearly forgetting that when he's introduced, 
it's a giant badass machine, but we already know it has flaws developed by people, right? Because we already saw it fail at its job, right? Yeah. When it was doing the three, two, one countdown. Yeah. So when you get to the, like, you know what's coming. You know, like, it's a badass. He can't fight it directly. He has to figure out some way around it. And so when he's running away from it, you're like, oh, fuck, it's going to catch him. But we know it's going to fail because the humans that built it suck at their jobs. Right? Yeah. We've already seen it. So then when you get to the stair scene, like, they, they build in some drama. Like, you don't, there's tension. You're like, oh, is it going to shoot him? It's going to fall down the stairs. It's going to shoot him. <laughs> it clearly can't aim down but because it, the people that designed it were like, it's never going to have to shoot down a hill. It's big says, combat. dogs can't look up and Ed 209 can't shoot, shoot down. down. Exactly. <laughs> and then it falls down the stairs because when you're a writer and you make a badass thing that can't be beat, you have to have a way for it to be beat, which is it can't stairs. go down fucking stairs because its feet are too goddamn big to fit on a stair. And stairs are kind of my enemy too, so I already, I get it. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyone with like size thirteen or bigger feet are like, yeah, I totally yeah. understand. Stairs, stairs are terrifying. Fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. Like you fucking walk down on like a penguin with your feet out to the sides. Well, yeah. on that note, we're gonna let you guys go. Uh, thank you for listening to DQB Does. Um. Next week we're doing the 2014 RoboCop remake. Do you know what that was on, Russell? Is available for 3.99 to rent or buy on Amazon Prime. Okay, well that's that's where it is. Bill, you want to come back and do that one? Uh, I don't know if I can. I will if I'm in town. Okay, well that's fine. How about that. Yeah, just let I me want know. to. Okay, <laughs> I mean go watch it, and then you know if you can be on, you can be on. All right. Well, thanks for being on and thanks for listening. This has been DQP Does on the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network. Peace. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs>